0: Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversations about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery, to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a new and happier and healthier you. Now, here's your host, Randy Boyd. Greetings and welcome to this episode of Healing Courageously with uh, myself and my beautiful bride, Kathy, here joining us. And She's really happy today because we match.
1: We have matching shirts we have matching on, matching so that shirts makes on. me happy. So, yeah, she's, I she's, don't know if anybody else does that, but...
0: She gets real happy when we match, going anywhere.
1: You know? so, <laughs> so um, it's the little things in life that make me happy.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's the little things in life. So, we're starting a new month of... Uh,
1: The month of December. The month
0: of December, our new series. So I'm going to let Kathy explain what the series this month will be all about.
1: Yeah, so we are excited. We are uh, kind of restructuring (laughs) our podcast uh, because we know that there is a need for a lot of things out there. So we want to make sure that we are consistent for uh, getting those needs Mm -hmm. met for our listeners. So this month, we are going to talk about a topic that is sometimes very difficult Mm -hmm. to master um, I know I still work on it. Randy still works on it. But this month, we're going to talk about band boundaries. So each week, we will have a little different topic on boundaries. And we're also going to have a guest come in uh, That's right. later on That's this right. month Last who is going to assist us as well with... Some uh, boundary talk, if you want to call it that. So, we are really excited to get this launched this month. So, the whole month of we, December is going to be focused on that. And that
0: person that's coming in is somebody that we and more more Kathy than we have been mentoring for what, four years?
1: Almost five years. Almost five say, yeah. years now. Probably five years. And
0: she's really grown a lot. So, yeah, we're, so excited, we're excited about that. Yeah, we're excited about having her on to hear from somebody else besides. The
1: two of us. Yeah, yeah. So it's great. We uh, we're looking forward to that. So this month will be the month of December, the holidays. It sometimes it's very difficult, and setting boundaries is a challenge right. in the months in the month of December, especially when you're around. Family more exactly than exactly. normal. Yeah. So um, today, though, we are going to talk about boundaries that are emotional boundaries, and this will be a two-part series because there's so much to cover in emotional right. boundaries. Exactly. So, Randy, what are you going to what are you going to well, share with us?
0: Before I do that, I want to just thank all of our listeners that participated mm. last month in the yeah. 30 days of gratitude.
1: Yeah,
0: that was um, great. Yeah, that was really nice. That for those that did participate, we appreciate you very much uh, for doing that. And I almost uh,
1: felt like I was going to run out of things to be yeah. grateful for and I didn't. So that <laughs> yeah. was great. you know. And and,
0: and, it, and even though sometimes it's the same things you're grateful for over and over, uh, what I started doing two weeks ago was picking five things like Pastor Jordan was telling. Yeah. I picked five things that I'm grateful for, but then why was I, why am I grateful for those five things? Right. It don't have to be a dissertation. Just you know, real quick. You know, why am I grateful? Uh, for these certain things.
1: Yeah, so, that was great.
0: Well, so anyways, let's start off by talking about what are emotional boundaries? Mm-hmm. What are emotional boundaries? And according to the psychologist, uh, uh, excuse me if I mess this name, uh, Krante Molman, um, emotional boundaries and relationships are all about spreading your, Separ- se- I'm sorry, separating your feelings from your partners. In the initial stages of love, you you know unknowingly give complete freedom to your partner to control every aspect of your life and you accommodate all their needs just because oh my god just cuz you are in love and i'm telling you that is that is powerful 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 powerful
1: ooh that reminds me of when we first start dating how important it is to make sure that person loves us so we just do anything and everything yeah
0: we're all Google-eyed, yeah, whatever you want. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm going I
1: do this? Yeah. yeah, and then we we forget about that. Yeah, I
0: mean, we'll we'll uh, even you know not go to class or not go to work one day just because we want to make our partner happy.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it, not everybody, but a good majority of people have done that as well. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it that's like that's a real unhealthy thing to do early on because it's setting up. It's setting up for future expectations yeah. by your partner.
1: Yeah. And the other thing, too, I, I want to just kind of, that can that can apply not just to an in-love relationship. That can be relationships, all relationships, your family members. Um, you know, you were always t- trying to people please, not create confrontation uh, or conflict. Conflict. Uh, work you know, environments, quite. all of those things. So a lot of that can apply not just to an in-love, but correct. your entire environment that you Show up in. You
0: show up in. I mean, yeah. and he goes on to say that, um, and then there comes a stage in, in your relationship where those limits start getting pushed. Ooh. <laughs> this is when you need to realize that you can't just be a follower to your partner and your freedom needs to be respected too. You can tell your partner to go ahead with the activities that he or she loves. It's not, compuls- it's not compulsory that you take part and all those mm. activities.
1: You know what that reminds me of? Um, a lot of you know, or maybe you don't know, Randy was, he cycled a lot. hes He still cycles. He's just on a moratorium here. I'm just taking a break. Just healing
0: physically. Yeah. Healing,
1: yeah. But um, I had no desire to get on those skinny tires. So we talk about this a lot. Mm, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to be on those skinny tires. So <laughs> that was a boundary I set for myself. Mm-hmm. Listening mm-hmm. and hearing that, I didn't realize what a great boundary that was. Toot my own horn, toot toot, um. But I, it didn't stop me from letting him or just allowing him to do what he loved to do.
0: I mean, when I rode across America,
1: yeah, same you know, thing. So, I mean, I know. just riding on a two two wheel bicycle, skinny tires in traffic was not my cup of tea.
0: But but I also want to say in her credit that she allowed me to do that. You know, if there was things that came up. Then you know I might not be able to ride when I wanted to ride, but more more importantly, I think, and I didn't force this on her. She participated yeah. in my cycling in different ways. I mean, the, the group I belonged to uh, in the Coachella Valley, she was very much a part of that group. As a matter of fact, they loved her more than they loved me, which is <laughs> typical of any group we belong to. She walks on on the platform on the stage, and all of a sudden, who's Randy? But so she did participate. She you know she went a lot of places with me.
1: Yeah, no, and that's um, yeah. the thing is that it just because I didn't like to do that and said, no, I'm not going to ride, didn't mean I didn't participate in the fun right. activities that went right. along with it. Exactly. So that was, oh. that was, and it's still a lot of fun. We yeah. did cruises, we did uh, races, we did weekend getaways, and those things are important to yeah. you, so I support that, but it doesn't mean I have to jeopardize a boundary for you oh, but that.
0: the but the important the, the, the we can getaways are important for you too.
1: yeah oh yeah just Absolutely. Get away.
0: it's just like when, when we go hunting or fishing you don't like to hunt no but you I'll go camp. you go camp with us yes. and you sit down by the camp all day and read a book and you're perfectly fine yeah. so it's, it's it's not i'm not pushing her to do the things that yeah you know someone would be fun if she did but She's not, that's not who she is.
1: Right. right, So So we have to acknowledge that. We have to acknowledge that in those relationships. So I'm going to give you some examples of some emotional boundaries. Um, Some of these might just stand out like a big old red stop sign to you. Others you may not have thought about. So I just ask that you open your mind and be willing to just kind of explore with us. So some of them are expecting kindness, communication, and respect from your partner, family member, work environment, whatever that looks like. Saying no and asking for space, that's a tough one.
0: No is a complete sentence. Yep,
1: that's coming up. Um, Finding out who you are outside of your relationship. Sometimes we get so stuck on who we are within a relationship, we lose who we are outside the relationship. I was that person at one point. And not accepting guilt for mistakes that you didn't make, that's a tough one. Um, There are some people that I work with that feel like they constantly have to say they're sorry when they haven't done anything. right. Um, So whatever it is that you do to prioritize your needs in a relationship constitutes examples of emotional boundaries. So it's really important to identify um, what your boundaries are. So Renny's going to share a little bit about what emotional boundaries truly are. um, What what emotional boundaries really are. So those are just some of the things that we run across in the boundaries. But what are some of the things that... um, that cause those emotional boundaries to come
0: up well if you think about your partner and feel anxiety resentment fear or discomfort uh, these are signs that your boundaries are not being respected mm, yeah right? not being respected um it, but for some people they don't even know that they can have a boundary
1: yeah
0: and I'm gonna go I'm gonna elaborate on it just a little bit because where does that come from it, believe it or not I know people don't like to well you don't have to keep going back into my childhood yes we do because that's where these negative patterns these defects mm. are developed yeah because you're if you're not allowed to set boundaries when you're a, a child or a teen you you don't learn how to set boundaries right. right i mean it's like if you take a little kid that shows up in year, it's christmas day and uncle harry's sitting over on the couch over there and mom goes go say hi to uncle harry sit on his lap and give him a hug and and, and, and the, the child says, no, I don't want to, Mom. And you go, you got to go do that. You're forcing him, that child, to go sit on Uncle Harry's lap. You're taking his, his or her boundary away from you. Our grandchildren, I never force them to come to me. If they don't want to come say hi to me, okay, they're just in a mood right now. They will come and say hi to me eventually. Mm-hmm. But I do not force myself. I do not tell my kids don't force their kids upon anybody because that's teaching them not to have boundaries.
1: Yeah, that's so it so, starts so at a very
0: young age, right? Yeah. Um, it's just like with our voices, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you need to sit and examine whether your partner is abusing his or her power, this is important, in the relationship and taking advantage of your emotions in any way. Most importantly, you must be willing to take a stand for yourself.
1: That's tough, you know? that is a tough one.
0: You know, and there was a long, there was a period of time where I was taking advantage of my authority in in the marriage over mm-hmm. Kathy. I was just, I was trying to change her, trying to get her to do stuff she didn't want to do, and all I was doing was pushing her farther away from me, rather than drawing yeah. her back into me.
1: Yeah. Uh, this part's really good here. <clears throat>
0: Emotional boundaries in a dating setting are very important, okay? Now now we're dating, all right? Because if there are no boundaries when we're dating, there will be no trust. Mm. There will be no trust. That's hard. And if there is no trust in a relationship, there will be anger and resentment. Yeah. Both partners have to make conscious efforts to not lose their original selves and respect each other's freedom and space. And what are those conscious efforts? Let's dig in and look at some of the example emotional boundaries.
1: Well, I'm gonna before we go there with the emotional boundary thought, I want to just say that um, this is where communication comes in
0: very much. So, yeah,
1: if we aren't communicating boundaries or if we aren't communicating needs, which we'll get into that a little bit later on, some of these uh, emotional boundaries. That is where we lose ourselves. We lose yeah. the ability to be honest, not only with others but with ourselves. Right. So I think communication is really key to being able to build that trust in the relationship. We have to be able to communicate on that at that level to build that boundary and that trust.
0: And, and then and what happens is is that over time it's it's you know, Cathy might be okay with, oh, he's my husband. I got to do what he wants. Blah 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 blah. But what's happening is on a subconscious level, she's developing all these resentments. Yeah. And then one day she just can blow up. Now this is hypothetical. It has happened. Well, it in has happened. <laughs> <In the
1: back. laughs> we're not perfect. She, she just blows up, happen. and I
0: and I've done the same. You just blow up, and your partner's going, "What? What in God's name happened? We yeah. were just having a conversation. Well, it wasn't that moment." That Kathy got mad and blew up at me, or I got mad and blew up at her. It was all these resentments we've been building because we weren't setting our own boundaries and and we weren't communicating. We weren't communicating. Yeah. And we were letting the other person walk all over. Yeah, that's good. You know, so
1: So there's tried and tested ways to set your emotional boundaries. Um, According to research, the absence of work life boundaries leads to burnout. So it's difficult sometimes to set boundaries in your work environment because Absolutely. number one, it's your job. It's your livelihood. It's your it's where you pay your bills. It's where you pay for a house, uh, your living expenses, your kids, whatever that looks like. Um, but that same holds true in relationships too. It could lead to burnout in that relationship. Um, it can lead to stress and anxiety. Um, I know a lot of people who deal with stress and anxiety, and a lot of times it's because – we've been people pleasing for so long that and not setting boundaries. Now we're full of stress or full of anxiety. Um, so how do we have better emotional boundaries? And it all starts paying. It starts with paying attention to how you feel.
0: Um,
1: I think for me, I know I have felt this. Many people have felt this is that, if you have interactions with people that make you anxious, you feel that anxiety building somewhere. It yeah. might start in your stomach. It might start in your sweaty palms. It might start with your head, your heart populating. It always, so starts many... your yeah. it always starts
0: in your stomach. Yeah, it starts in your
1: stomach. But it'll lead into all these Correct. other places. Right. So sometimes we just pass off our stomach as, oh, it's just a stomachache. Oh, I've just got gas. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know. So we have to be aware of those things. Um,
0: Especially with a boss.
1: Exactly. That's really yeah. hard it's, with a boss. It's really difficult in a work environment. But... If we don't do that, we're we're only building on those resentments yeah. and that anger again. It goes right back to you know if you're dating and you don't communicate it. So it's really Im- important. Um, there's some tried and tested ways to set emotional boundaries to avoid enmeshment rel- relationships. Getting enmeshed in a relationship is dangerous. It's toxic. It's not healthy. Um, it leads to a whole lot of other things, but. Here's some things that we can do to help ourselves in those emotional, uh, to set those emotional boundaries. Is talk to a therapist or a mentor, somebody that you trust about boundaries. Have them guide you and direct you in those thoughts. Um, do some self re- self reflection and lay out what your priorities are in a journal. I know my girls, they they're like, oh, I gotta write again, but I'm telling you, if you can sit down and reflect on what your priorities are and you write them out. They come alive. There's truth to them now. It's not just in your head, but it's actually something that you can visually see when you write it out.
0: Did you no, want to no, no,
1: go ahead? That? Um, specify your exact needs when you're setting that. Now that can be challenging because we don't always know what our needs are. But we really have to do self-reflection in this point. And what are my needs in a relationship? You, yeah. In a bound with boundaries.
0: You, you know me. I think everybody knows what their needs are. Yeah. I really do believe that, but they've been so far removed from them that they're afraid to say that this is what I need in this relationship for fear of rejection.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and the other one is to set emotional boundaries politely but assertively. That, for a person who is codependent, has lost a voice, can be very difficult, Mm -hmm. but so, so necessary. And that assertively makes it sound like, I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to assert myself. But you know what? There's ways to assert yourself in a polite way. There's times when I've said, you know, I need to share something with you. This is very difficult for me to do, but it's very important for me to do. So sometimes that helps me to lead into that assertive communication. Um, Hold your ground. Even when people act negatively, that's another difficult thing to do. But it is possible. And the thing is, is these things that are hard to do become easier when we practice them. So just saying they're hard isn't okay. That's just an excuse. But actually implementing it and applying it, it will become easier.
0: And holding your ground, right, we do with integrity. And that—that that, what I mean by that is mm-hmm. that we hold our ground, leaving the other person's integrity intact yeah. while we're doing it. Because people can be very vicious when you're not doing what they ask you to do, or what they feel you should be doing or want to do or whatever. Yeah. If you got a boundary that says, I'm not going to cross that boundary because nobody's going to treat me this way or nobody's going to demand stuff out of me that way. They can get very vicious. And so the best thing to do is just, you know, what I've learned, what my mentor told me is just say, hey, you know what? I'm, I don't allow anyone to talk to me this way. So when we can sit down and have a civil conversation about this situation, this project or whatever, right. I'll be glad to come back and sit down. But until then, I'm going to walk away and go do whatever I got to do. You always need the other person's integrity and tact no matter what they've said or done to you.
1: Right, right. Um, Another one is to honor or don't overcommit. Listen to your gut feelings. Um, Sometimes it's hard to say no, but you've got to look at the bigger picture. Don't just say yes because you want to be a, a good employee, or you want to be a good member of the church, don't overcommit. You know what your time frames are. You know what your family lifestyle is. You know what your work schedule is. Don't overcommit.
0: You know, that. I woke up this morning, right, because Kathy and I, in our new church, we presented some stuff to them, and they've, they've just pretty much, it's your green light. Whatever you need from us, we'll provide for you. We'll meet once a week. So it's a, it's a huge over, or it's a huge ontaking of two big projects, which we're capable of doing. We're excited, For, to, we're, do. We're excited to do. But I woke up going, oh my gosh, what's going on? <laughs> what <laughs> what, what do we get ourselves into? But I also know it was God's calling. Yeah. So it was just that moment. And then I, I in prayer, asked God to help me. But So we, we got to be careful that we don't, we make sure that we don't overtake something. Yeah. But is it a fear that, am I going to be able to handle this? Is it an right. anxiety that's caused by something? Doubt. So, I mean, doubt, whatever. Things, yeah. which, is, which is all normal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to be careful.
1: And that right? leads into honoring your emotions, yeah. your goals, yeah. your identi- identity values, and your me time. Right. I mean, making sure that you're right. looking at those areas as well when you're setting those boundaries. And don't fall for the guilt trip of putting yourself first. Be proud instead. Sometimes we've let, I know for a long time, I never made myself a priority, but we have to put ourselves as a priority and be proud that we're putting ourselves first.
0: Exactly.
1: And then cut off contact with people that exploit you or treat you like a doormat on a regular basis. Now, there's going to be times where something might come up and somebody's mad at you or whatever. That doesn't mean you just cut them off, You, you know, walk through it. But if you are consistently being beat down or boundaries broken, right? that's something you need to evaluate and I would encourage you not just to evaluate it, but talk to a mentor talk to a sponsor um your life coach whoever that is because there may be other areas that you're just not seeing but it's just feeling this way
0: and, and that just happened to me in a in a very big way Kathy's aware of it and it took me a while that that I had I had to work through it but even though I've cut these people off like for instance, I'll go back even farther, something even, 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 even bigger. When I finally was able to cut my mother off out of my mm-hmm. life because of her toxicity. That was right? a boundary,
1: a big boundary. That was
0: a huge boundary, right? And the Bible says you got to honor your father and mother. Well, how do you do that? If you cut them off by not assassinating their character, but more than that, if I was to see my mother, if I was to see these people that cut me off and and you know walked over me, I'm not going to be mean. Right. They're they're my job as a human being, as Christ says, is to love others. Yeah. And so I will love them, and I'll say hi to them, right? But I don't go out of my way to be a part of their life anymore. That's good. It's just a big difference, right there. So.
1: Yeah. No, it's important. All right. So Randy's going to share some examples of emotional boundaries that are in relationships.
0: So, you know, I was talking to Kathy as we were getting this stuff ready, and I and I says, you know. This goes back to Ephesians five twenty two. Ephesians, your
1: favorite verse my, right it's now. my
0: favorite. <laughs> twenty two and twenty five. I mean, this is what God tells us how a relationship should be. Now I'm not. I'm going to go between twenty two and I'm going to read twenty five. And, and twenty two says that you know, wife, submit yourselves unto your husbands as unto God. Okay, all right. But twenty five says. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church, and Christ gave his life for the church, mm-hmm. okay? So when we're setting boundaries, and you're a husband, right, and you're saying, sorry, I don't care about you, I'm the husband, and this is the way it's going to be. I don't care if you don't want to go to this church, you're going to this church because that's what I say we're going to do. That's not what God means by being submissive to mm-hmm. your husband. If you can't love your wife as Christ loved the church, and you can't die for your wife on a daily basis, why should she submit to you? Right. I mean, it's spelled out very clear in Ephesians 5. All right. So it it just seems to be a part of everything we talk Uh, about when it comes to marriage.
1: When it comes to relationships. yeah,
0: Absolutely. So, um, so anyways, so one thing is voicing your likes and dislikes to your partner. So being able to voice my likes and dislikes to my partner, if this is something you haven't been able to do, when you start doing it, it's very uncomfortable.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it's that healthy communication. Right?
0: <laughs> so, if someone, here's an example that he, I'm going to give an example that, 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 that Dr.
1: Cranty.
0: Um, Dr. Cranty, but I'm going to give my own example. Right? Okay. Um, and this is one that I use because <clears throat> when we're saying yes, when we mean no, we're lying. All right. So, the example would be that, you know, Kathy likes to go shopping. I mean, she's a woman. What do you expect? Okay? I like to shop, and most of the times I like to go, right? But on this particular day, let's just say I've been playing my guitar and I'm working on a particular song, and I'd cut out in my day. This one day, I'd cut out an hour or two to 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 work on this one song on my guitar, right? And. She comes up to me. She goes, hey, babe, I want to go to the mall and I'd like you to go with me. I go, when are you going to go? Well, I'm going to leave in about 20 minutes. And I don't know, maybe we'll get lunch or do something like that, right? And it's like, really? <laughs> you know, you knew that I had this time cut out to practice the guitar. I'm working on this particular song. Right? And so one thing that I could do is say, I'd like to go with you, but how about, a little compromise here. How about if I cut my guitar playing back to an hour,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then after that we'll go. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? After that we'll go. We'll go to the mall. Okay. Mm-hmm. She might say no, and I said, "Well, then go by yourself." You know, because I'm not going to compromise and be,
1: okay and, and
0: be okay with yeah. it. and be okay with it. think that's open. the key. is yeah.
1: Just because someone says no doesn't mean that there's anything right. wrong with right. it.
0: Right. No. Exactly. Um, so it, it, it's a matter of. You know, one of the things that Kathy does is is that I'm not this way hardly any at all anymore. Is my anger right? And she would say something to me about my anger, and I hated it. I hate this, Mm -hmm. shut up, man. You know, an angry
1: person doesn't like to be told they're angry, they don't like to be told they're angry, right? That's just nature. So,
0: um, and there's other things that I would do along the way that she would voice or dislikes to me yeah well that's setting an emotional boundary and and i've been able to do the same thing i've had to switch from unhealthy boundary setting with her to a lot by her example and actually by my because if i want her to change what Mm -hmm. does ephesians 525 say i gotta change right right and i actually use that phrase a lot Uh, Mm -hmm. right do i talk to you that way kathy
1: Mm -hmm. I'll tell her
0: flat is that how I
1: talk to you he does right
0: I mean I don't just if I talk to you that way then I could understand where you would snap back at me but I'm not you know so it's being able to to voice your likes and dislikes to your partner it's really important that you're able to do that it's hard at first but your partner has to learn to accept those likes and dislikes both not just the likes but the dislikes as well. Yeah, that's
1: how we have to honor that boundary. Exactly,
0: because the only way we can. <clears throat> excuse me. Because we say this on, If you're not accepting, what are we doing? Fighting We're fighting. Everything. And fighting, what are, fighting. what are, what, are, what are we fighting for? Control. Control. Right? Control over the
1: boundary. Control over the situation. Control
0: over your spouse. Yeah. Control over your child.
1: Yeah, it's whatever that might be. That's that's good. So, um, I also have one too. That this is. This I see a lot with, with women. Um, there's probably more with men. Obviously, I work with more women than anything. But is delicate task. and free yourself of misplaced guilt. Um, you have to get to know your own self. And only when you understand what you need, you can set the boundaries to ensure your emotional well-being. And we talked about that, talking about needing to, having to know what those needs are. And then not only knowing what they are, but being able to communicate those needs. So um, some examples in emotional boundaries in, in, can be delegating tasks if you feel overworked. I, as a good old codependent, didn't want to delegate tasks because I wanted it done my way, a certain way. And once I was able to free myself and delegate tasks when I felt overworked, that could be in my home environment, that was my work environment, that was in my relationships, it felt good because now all of a sudden I had a boundary and it freed me up. And that was something that was really, really critical. Um, the other one is asking for space when you need your own time. There's times yes. when I tell Randy, "I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go get a pedicure. You know, that's my own time."
0: Or oh, I'm gonna go take a nap.
1: Or I'm gonna go I'm take go a up. nap and lay down. I mean, there's just those types of things I used to never, never felt like I could say. Right. But once I learned that that was a healthy boundary for me, it made it easier. And again, it's these things aren't always easy to start with. But once you start implementing and practicing them. They become more natural, and,
0: and I want I want to say also that you know what happens during this this process as both of you learn to set and accept each other's boundaries. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this: that since Kathy retired, we're together all the time, and so yeah. we've had we've grown a lot in the last four or five months, six months, whatever it's been. But what happens is is that your relationship becomes. A thousand mm. times better, healthier, we, we yeah. become so much healthier, so much closer, right? Um, yeah, we have little spats, but they they last about two minutes and it's over with. But it's allowing each other to be who they really are, mm,
1: giving that space,
0: you know. And it's something that I fear in the past that she's going to leave me. And she, you no, know, the kinder I am to her, the, the more I give her what she needs her space and allow her to have her, her boundaries. The more she opens up and the more she allows me to have my boundaries. and so We don't yeah. have
1: to fight over them. It's a putting each other first. Yeah, exactly. Scenario again. Right, right. Exactly. Um, I mentioned this earlier, over committing to plans. Right. Again, be honor yourself. Honor yourself. Honor your time. Um, speaking up when you feel uncomfortable in a situation. That sometimes can feel scary. There's some fear that goes with that and doubt, like, is this really happening? But it's really, really important to speak up when you're uncomfortable. It could be a work environment and somebody might be, you know, using a particular tone or raising their voice for whatever's going on. It may not have anything to do with you, but it may be the environment that is creating that. And I know there's one person that I know this happens to, and I'm just going to say, you know what? You can say I could hear you and understand you better if you change your tone. Mm-hmm. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that, right. because you want to receive what they're sharing with you, but it makes it very difficult when somebody is making you uncomfortable. So you have to be able to use your voice in that manner.
0: And then, uh, on another hand, there is that a lot of a lot of growth. You, our decibel, my decibel might have been at a ten,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, when I got upset.
1: Yeah,
0: right. So during my growth period, right. I'm at a five now, right? Which is still, it's up there.
1: I still feel it.
0: <laughs> right? And she would feel it, you know? And it's like, Randy, stop. Go look in the mirror. Look at yourself right now. But to me, it's like, well, what's the problem? Yeah. not at a 10 no yeah. more. So we have to be very careful and mindful. If our spouse says, hey, you're scaring me. Your yeah. voice is high. Believe her and understand that, no, you're not as loud as you used to be, but you're still got more work to do.
1: Yeah, and then the last one I have is is dropping the guilt if you're if you are not the one at fault. People will say, "God, I feel guilty," and then ask them, "Did you do something wrong?" And if they've done nothing wrong, they have to ask themselves. I tell them, "Ask yourself that question. If you've done nothing wrong, you don't need to apologize because you haven't. You're not at fault for anything." And that is something that people um, who have grown up in abused relationships or abused environments as a child, they're constantly feeling like they are at fault, that they have done something wrong. And so be very mindful that you don't always have to say you're sorry if you haven't done anything wrong. So drop that guilt. And it's a process. Again, it's something that you work on. And then Randy has a final one on building self-worth for today that we're going to close out on.
0: So why are you not able to set emotional boundaries in, in marriage or in relationship? The relationship could be at work, could be with any part of family, any kind of relationship. Because you are too scared that the person that you love might leave you or the person that employees might fire you. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons. And why are you so scared? Because you lack self-worth and don't value, see no value in yourself. This is why you settle and compromise. Even when you know that the relationship is no longer, that the relationship no longer serves you, and even when you see signs that you should walk
1: away, mm-hmm.
0: okay. So, um, you know, a lot of people. I got self worth. I got self worth. And yeah. the longer we work with them, they go, oh man. I guess I. I guess yeah. I don't. And I mean, I know I didn't.
1: No, I and- know I. There, I, I. felt like I had self worth. Self worth for most of my life, but then when you get into a relationship like we had prior to Randy's sobriety. It, it start. I started losing it. Yeah. I started devaluing myself. I started getting really into the people pleasing because there was so much chaos in my life. But I can tell you that there is there are steps and procedures to get to build that self worth back. And for me, it was you know getting involved in my own recovery journey. Right. Um, having a mentor or a sponsor, having a life coach. You know that's one of the things that we've been called to do is to help build people. And heal, help people heal through their journey um, based upon past life experiences. And so if you have the right people in place, if you have life groups and you have healthy relationships, for me, that's what's helped build my worth. Right. My self-worth is, has gone up to a point where I feel confident in setting boundaries now. I feel confident in saying no. I feel confident in saying, I need to share something with you. This is not about you. This is about me. Uh, I mean, there's just been uh, so much to that, but I had to have the right tools and the right people in place in order to build that self-worth to be able to conquer some of these emotional boundaries.
0: Yeah, and, and something with Kathy that, that, you know, she was afraid of who she was going to become.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: That, that was a fear of hers. I don't know who I'm going to become if I start doing this work. Because I was so used to right, right juggling
1: right. all the balls and keeping everybody happy.
0: Our norm is like we're living in this, this sea of, of adversity. Mm-hmm. And that's our norm, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. And we know how to navigate in that, in that little sea of adversity. And so we're afraid to step out of it because what's going to look like when I step out of it? Right. right? You know, so it's it, it's a scary, it's a scary place to be, and I and I know for, for me, um, I can remember when I was going when I went to Betty Ford, and on Friday night we had to go to a mandatory meeting at the center there, and there was a couple older gentlemen. One of them became like my my, uh, my coda mentor. Um, they they were there It, it, it was Roy, and I can remember I walked out of the very first meeting, and Roy put his hand on my shoulder, put his hand on my shoulder, and said, "Randy, you're enough." and you're lovable,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you're loved, Yeah, right? I'm going, this, what's this crazy old man doing <laughs> to me, right? And every time I saw him, he would do this. And finally, when, when I got him as my, as my mentor, my co-mentor, I asked him, I go, Roy, what, what was that all about? He goes, Randy, you need to know that you're enough. You're not more than, you're not less than. You're enough, we're all equal, and that you're very lovable. People love you, you're loved, right? I love you. My wife loved me, right? <laughs> so it, it took me being around people that were going to, they saw the good that I had inside yeah. of me, right? That I didn't believe that I had. I mean, I believe that I was a, a, a bad person, right? And so they, what they did is they built me up. Now, they didn't baby me. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. They would call me on my stuff that I was doing wrong, Right. But they loved me. They showed me a loving way. They, they, they did it.
1: They showed you a way to love they showed, yourself. They
0: showed me a way to love myself. What yeah. they say in the program was keep coming back. Let us love you until you uh, can love yeah. yourself. You know, And that's essentially what happens. Yeah. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's a slow process. No, and it's so, interesting
1: you said that because what I wanted to kind of close this out with is that these setting of these boundaries can be overwhelming at times, but create short-term goals. And then yeah. once you check that box that you created that, and then you've set that goal, and you've accomplished that goal, give yourself a pat on the back. Give yourself a hug. I always say, give yourself a hug. Don't overwhelm yourself. And then just highlight those blessings. And the things that you are grateful for are going to start coming out of that boundary that you've set.
0: You know, and then I'll close with this part, is that when I was in Betty Four we had to write a letter. In that letter, where, where do we want to be in one year, mm. right? I think there were five things on there, family, serenity, peace, whatever they were. But one thing that was on there was I wanted a ranch in the high country. I almost forgot about that letter. Probably it was a couple of weeks after I was supposed to open it. And I go, oh, i got to open this letter. And when I opened it up, the only thing that didn't come true was the ranch in the high country. Yeah. But all the internal stuff that really mattered that made me feel good about myself, came true.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. So we hope that this is just part one. We're going to have part two the following Monday. And so we're um, looking forward to closing out emotional boundaries. The whole month will be on boundaries, like I mentioned. Um, But I have a few things I just want to share. We have a call to action for this month. And this is something that is, um, we want everybody that's listening to do this. If you are interested in a, a life coaching consultation, send us an email. We are putting out there a free 30 minute life coaching consultation and then take it from there. But don't hesitate if, you know, free is free until you have to pay. So it's free. Um, Also, we're excited about January. We're launching our e-newsletter and we're looking for those that are listening to share your email with us. So either contact us by phone, by text or through our ChangeYourLifeStoryNow.com website. Send us your email.
0: I think on, on the website and the contact information, there's a box you can click that will let us know you want the email. Perfect.
1: Yeah. And then also what's really important, um, what we're doing not is a, a lot of times people have difficult times connecting to this. We want to make sure you're following us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, be sure to share our posts and pass them along to friends and family. because you never know who in that audience is going to need our help one day or help in general. So Mm -hmm. please follow us on Instagram and Facebook if you're not already doing so and pass that along. And then our final call is donations to the Courageous Healers Foundation. We are a 501c3 nonprofit and your one time or a monthly donation is so appreciated. There's so many people out there that need help. They need healing. They have, um, just some, you know, like we all have, there's just something for everybody. And so it, your donation helps us to offer um, counseling, uh, coaching at free to little cost to them. Um, we know that people are struggling out there. This world is not a healthy place. And we've had past experiences in all of our lives that we can use some healing from. So your donation does help that. Um, if you're unable to donate from a financial perspective, we ask that you keep the foundation in prayer, that there will be those that come through um, that have the ability and the means to donate as well. Um, so, anybody, what do you got about your books?
0: About my books. Okay, we've got Healing the Wounded Child Within. It's available on Amazon and Paperback, Kindle, and Audible. That's the English version. We also have the Spanish version. Beautiful. Now that's out. It's on Amazon as well, but it's only available in paperback and on kindle as well as our 30 day devotional of the wholeness which is a great devotional you can do it by yourself or as we found in our couples group we had our couples reading it every night it's and then great. answering the three contemplative questions at the end and then the seven day challenge you know it's a seven day workbook um that kind of goes with with healing the wounded child yeah. those are all available on amazon um so you can check it out there just put my name in there, you know, you forget the books, Randy Boy, and they're they're all there. So I
1: think that's,
0: I th- it. Th- I think that's it. So um, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate yeah. it. And um, like I said, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode where we're going to continue this conversation about emotional boundaries. Mm-hmm. So remember this, remember this, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does more important oh oh, wait i forgot about the most important not the most important second most important randy does
1: kathy does
0: more importantly god God does does. be blessed everybody have a great week love you all bye
1: bye this has has been been healing courageously Courageously with randy Boyd. Boyd. we will will have have a new episode episode every every monday Monday. please Please like us on itunes or or google play
0: If you would would like like to know know more about the services available for Randy, please visit
1: him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they they love you today, Randy Randy does.